And what's up? What's happening, everybody? If this is your first time tuning in, this is your boy nephew Q behind the game. And I got my guy over here to my to my right, y'all left, however y'all viewing this thing. Got my guy Ralph C gonna introduce yourself, my guy. What's up, world? I appreciate you having greatness behind you, though. I mean, well, you know, go, we, we didn't have talk. a we have go talk today. I'm not gonna do it, but <laughs> I ain't I'm, just gonna do it. I'm just saying. <laughs> We didn't have a show last week, and you know, last week was uh, MJ's birthday. So this is just my little old, you know, odd to, nod to him. You know, what I'm saying happy birthday, uh, one of the legends of the game, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. You know, what I'm the, saying the happy goat, birthday. the goat. Happy belated birthday to Michael Jeffrey Jordan. You <laughs> Absolutely, know, man. North Carolina alone, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, North Carolina. Well, North Carolina player of all the all time. But anyways, enough talking about that guy. Let's get on into some of the some of the proceedings of last week and this week. Uh, Ralph, that was a huge game. Excuse me, that was a huge game that took place the other day, man. It involved two teams that could potentially be an NBA Finals matchup. Um, the last time these two teams played each other, it was a it was a great ball game. Um, but last night's game was mirrored in a controversial call. At the end of the game, as you can see in this clip right now, <laughs> that happened last night. The score was 110 to 108 with, I think, like nine seconds to go when uh, the refs called an offensive foul against Kawhi Leonard. They say he pushed off with his off with his offhand. Um, the question is, did the refs cause the Clippers the game last night versus the Nets? I'm going to say I'm going to say no, only from this standpoint. Is that let's say let's say they didn't call it they let the, they let the play go there was a no call for Kawhi, the score was tied one ten to one ten, you still got James Harden and Kyrie on the other side so there's not a guarantee that they wouldn't have missed the game winning shot there's no guarantee they would have hit the game winning shot either, but I'm not gonna sit here and say that call was a call that cost them the game, I feel like they should have just let it go it was a bang bang for real. And I know you probably got a lot to say about the guy who who's on the defensive side of the ball. But to me, I don't think it cost the Clippers the game yesterday because the Nets still had the opportunity to possibly go win it if uh, Kawhi hit that shot. But, Ralph, what's your thoughts, man? Uh, first and foremost, let's give a shout-out to the Clippers for coming back in that game. Um, yeah, yeah, if, you watch, yeah. if, you, if you watch that game, the Clippers were down the entire game. They were down big in that game. So, Shout out to the Clippers for at least coming back and getting to the point where they could tie the game up. But what we have to say, I'm, what I will say is, the way you put put the question, no, of course the refs didn't cause the Clippers a game. They had four quarters to win the game. But the call against Kawhi, uh, offensive charge, it was not a charge. Um, James Harden initiated the contact first. He put his forearm on Kawhi first. Kawhi did put his forearm on um James but I don't think it caused James to fall back the way that he fell back one of the biggest actors we have in the game today <laughs> is James Harden I, the tape don't lie so you can go back and run the tape for anybody who's a James Harden fan but of of course the refs didn't call him the game but that foul was a terrible foul to call at that position and at that point in the game <laughs> Reginald Brown said, take that week old powder blue BS off. Uh, <laughs> Reginald, I, I would love to know who's your college squad because my squad is beating Duke, Louisville, and UK, but, you know, that's neither here nor there at, at, at this point, man. What's that mean? I, oh, no, nah, just, you know, out of the blue bloods, we just rank supreme right now. But but anyways, um, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. 
I feel, and that's why I said I feel like it, it should have been a no call because it was pretty much bang bang. I mean, to yeah. me, I don't think Kawhi extended his forearm enough for them to make that call. But Not like you, said, you know, James Harden act like he just got shot with a twelve gauge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, come on, bro. I, I get it. I get it. that's the way the NBA right now. Like, I, I get it. You gotta sell it to get the call to potentially have stuff like that. But at the same time, the refs, you gotta swallow your whistle, and, and, and unless it's just like blatant and obvious like he extended his full whole forearm and like pushed him all the way out you you gotta let that go and then on and top of that, go ahead i was just gonna say and they was in la <laughs> oh well yeah that too <laughs> i didn't he think said, they would make that call in la man but you know uh yes yeah, speaking of uh reginald brown he said the team y'all just beat the dog stuff out of um reginald i got jordan behind me uh, when Jordan came back from retirement, what was his number? It was four or five, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, to your point, Ralph, they should have got some home cooking on that as well. Like you said, they was at home. I guess Kawhi just ain't getting the respect like another guy in L.A. gets. You know, he gets that call, but, you know, that's uh, the or there right now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the Clippers, actually, I seen somebody had posted a Beyond the Game group chat. I can't, I can't remember who it was, but they said that the – the Nets swept the Pacific Pacific Division they did. without KD for the last four games. They did. That's that's, that's a they big five and zero on the uh, Western Conference. Uh, I think the last five games that they played uh, Western Conference teams, they five and zero. Yeah, yeah. So I said they they swept the uh, yeah Pacific Division. So shout out to the Nets. Um, they got things rolling right now, and especially without KD. Uh, man, it, this I don't know your Brooklyn Nets boy. Your Brooklyn Nets, but yeah. anyway. So move the proceedings on real quick, man. Let's talk about your favorite guy, Carson Bartholomew Wentz. <laughs> is that his middle name? Man, it's, it's the middle name for the night show. Carson Bartholomew Wentz got – well, it was the worst-kept secret in the NFL that Carson Wentz was going to get traded. He eventually got traded to the Indianapolis Colts. And also Matthew Stafford got traded to um, the Los Angeles Rams a couple of weeks ago. So the question remains – who will have more success next season? Carson Bartholomew Wentz or Matthew Aloysius Stanford? Raph, who you got? Uh, for me, it's easy. Um, I have to go with Matthew Stafford. A um, couple things. I feel like Matthew Stafford is the better of the two quarterbacks, and I feel like Matthew Stafford is going into a better situation with the Rams than Wentz is going in with the Colts. Not saying the Colts are a bad team. I just do feel like the Rams are a better team, better defensively better offensively so i would have to go with matthew stafford and with his talent i feel like the rams were a quarterback away this year from possibly making it to the super bowl so i feel like it has to be matthew stafford in my opinion so basically you're saying the rams didn't have a quarterback last season they they haven't had a quarterback for a couple seasons (laughs) i'm not a fan of golf golf is a decent quarterback sorry daniel but i'm not a fan of golf at all uh, golf is all right guy golf is an average quarterback at best but man um put Carson Wentz in that in that I don't know man the Indianapolis Coast offense with Carson Wentz is to be the same as with Phillip Rivers um Carson Wentz doesn't put them over the edge or over the top and the AFC South yeah maybe they win that division again with with uh, Carson Wentz but does he make them a title contender <laughs> no. Yeah, no. no he make them a, a AFC contender no he doesn't even do that so to me it's easily it's matthew stafford he's put up consecutive well not consecutive he put up a couple five thousand yard passing touchdown i mean passing yard season carson wins can barely pass for over three thousand yards (laughs) so 
I'm going to take, I'm going to go ahead and take Matthew Stafford in this one. Cause Matthew Stafford will be with Sean McVay, which I know Carson Wentz will be with Frank White, which he's, he's familiar with as well. But yeah. at the same time, I believe that Sean McVay will open up his playbook and allow, allow Matthew Stafford to push the ball down the field in ways Car- uh, Jared Goff couldn't. And if Matthew Stafford played for the Rams when they went to the Super Bowl, Sean McVay would have a Super Bowl ring right now. I think we both said, agree on that one. He, he would have a Super Bowl ring because it was a defensive game in the Super Bowl versus the Patriots. All they needed was a quarterback who could at least get you 14. That's it. Defense do the rest. <laughs> That's it. But Derek Goff played for the defense at the same time, so it, it is what it is. It is what it is with him. He said, Coach Chuck said he's he's more mobile. Who, who's more mobile, Carson Wentz or Matthew Stafford? He has to be talking about Wentz. I would. He's more mobile, but I guess you could say it's a watch as far as injuries. I mean, yeah. Yeah. the only thing is, is that Carson Wentz, when he gets injured, he gets injured for a large period of time. Like he, he's out, he's done. Uh, Matthew Stafford has shown the capacity to play with major injuries, so he's willing to battle and fight through. Carson Wentz, um, a lot of his teammates' issues were that, you know, they felt like he was too frail mentally and physically. So give give me Matthew Stafford, man. Wentz just hasn't done – what has Wentz done for me lately? That's that's (laughs) another thing. What has Wentz done in this league for people to be so high? I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. To make him seem like, you know what? If we get Carson Wentz, fam, we going to the AFC Championship game. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> no, bro, that's, that's still ain't the case. You still got to go through KC. You still got to go through Baltimore. There's a couple of teams at Buffalo. Like, absolutely. Carson Wentz is not beating those teams. Those those three right there. Ravens, and the Colts defense play very really good this year so i don't know if the coast defense will hold up and play that well next season i mean that's still we we shall see but i don't i don't know and williams williams what he says stafford he's more durable and i trust him more i trust him more um only because i feel like matthew stafford was playing in the office he had jim caldwell at first and then he had a uh what's a uh i forgot matt patricia so he really wasn't with like Jim, Jim Caldwell was great, but I don't think he was like the offensive guru that Sean McVay is. No. And Matthew Stafford was still able to put up 5,000 yard season. So, man, give me, give me Matthew Stafford on this one. Let's see. Uh, Coach Truck, he said Rams buck NFC title game next season. He's, he's already calling it. Uh, and he said Wentz versus Rivers and in Indy. Uh, Rivers retired, but like I said, Coach, um, Wentz, Wentz is the just, same as Philip Rivers. I mean. Just just because Rivers is about done, and I think oh, Wentz can at least throw the ball down the field. As Carson Wentz had to work with, he's had about a much as much to work with as Matthew Stafford had to work with, but yet he still passed for more yards. So there's the answer. Oh my God, Eagles but fans! I tell you, y'all, y'all got to get off of this Carson Wentz. Yeah, I know, like, I don't like get Aaron it. Rodgers, Russell Wilson type <laughs> of guy, like no, I don't get it. Carson Wentz. Down there with Jameis Winston. I said it. Hey, Sean, let it go, man. He's gone. He made a post. He was about to cry. Oh, yeah, he was in his feelings. I, he go. Welcome, B Legend, to the to the to the show. What's good, B? What's up, What's, happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? Oh, we just sitting here discussing Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford. Who would have the more successful season next season? Oh, well, clearly Matthew Stafford. I mean. You know what though? I, no, I, I don't. Sure. You know I don't know, man. I mean, 
if you really want to look at it big picture wise, uh, when if you go back to when Carson Wentz has been successful, you know, it's been when he was on the Frank Wright, right? Yeah, and one up, yeah, right. So that's number one. Also, let's take into consideration that, um, (laughs) 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 also, let's take into consideration what's going to help Carson Wentz a lot is that is is their run game, but also Indy's defense that's going to help him a lot because it's going to put him in, in, in good situations, good field, field positions to capitalize. You know, when he was in Philly, you know, last couple of years, well, at least the last year, I don't know about, you know, the year before that, the year they went to the Super Bowl, they were pretty good defensively. Uh, yeah. So that helped him out. You know, he, he did pretty well before he got hurt. Uh, but the last year, year and a half, I mean, they've been trash defensively. I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything. So he's always getting put in bad situations. So, you know, it will be interesting to see, but if you just have to make a pick today, I mean, logically, Matthew Stafford is set up to succeed with the Rams. He's got a great defense. He's got, uh, you know, plenty of weapons with the Rams. He's got a decent run game. It's going to get better. Uh, so it just it's, it's a wait-and-see approach, but if I had to pick somebody today, it would be Matthew Stafford. We, we were just talking about what what's the hype over Carson Wentz that has people elevating him to a status to where – if we get Carson Wentz, man, we we got a shot. Like, what what is it with, what, in your opinion? What do you think it is with Carson Wentz that has people thinking that he is that guy? I think purely just his, his potential. He's got a huge upside. I mean, if they can, and if they could bring that out of him, I mean, dude, I mean, this this, this guy's got cannon. I mean, this guy, you know, can play. When he was in North Dakota State, I mean, he he took them to I think it was, I want to say either three or four. Um, you know, divisional championship games, and I can't remember if they won them all or not. I mean, it, let's not get it misunderstood. I mean, the guy can play football. Now, do I think that his confidence is gone? Absolutely. I think getting back with uh, Frank Wright, I think that's going to help him. I think it's going to help his mental psyche. But I think he's got a huge upside. Now, the rest is up to him. It's what he wants to do or what he can do and how he's going to develop himself. But I just think he's got a huge upside, and I think, and I think most NFL execs know that. They know that. I think. I think the Philly situation had just got so toxic. I think that he. I think he was mentally, you know, done, done. And Q, I just want to take time to say, hey man, I appreciate that that background back there. That's, that's that. That, that. That's that. I mean, that's hey man, you hey you make hey you making progress, bro. You making, <laughs> you making progress. I got to give you progress. Yes, and and you even got the number on. What? Ralph, you see this? I, 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 I had to say something. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, y'all, y'all something else right there. Boy, y'all something else. I told, I told Ralph before the show the reason why I did this is because, you know, we, we didn't have a show last week and it was MJ's birthday. So this is just my little nod to MJ. You know what I'm saying? Happy birthday to, to one of the legends of the game. <laughs> Good saying, huh? You can't do it, huh? You know, I, I can't, can't do, do it. it. You can't do hey, it. Hey, Sean said, I'm feeling my feelings. Let it go, Sean. Let it go. Oh, uh, man. But, yeah, so, you know, I, I show, I show, I pay homage when homages do, man. You know what I'm saying? One of the legends, one of the goats of the game. I'll say this. For you, B, Jordan was the goat of his era. How about that? Talk about it. At least I, you I, can I, say I, that. I, I take that. I say okay. that. Okay. Okay. Jordan, I, this, is, this is my way of showing respect to one of the goats, I'm the goats of his shot. 
I, I take that. I mean, that, that's at least you acknowledging that he's a, that, that 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 he's a goat or one of the goats. So have you on looking at whatever, 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 whatever makes you feel better. I mean, we all got our opinions. I mean, I, I, well, I mean, you still got A. Ron, Pat Mahomes as goat. Oh, ain't no, ain't no question. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no question. <laughs> it don't change. It don't. Cha- I mean, like I told you today on the post. I mean, everything looked good other than uh-huh. that number two spot. We just had to move. One, we had to drop the bucks down and move Green Bay up, and then we were perfect. Everything would have been good. But for those who, who don't know what he's talking about, somebody had posted a uh, way too early top 30. I know, way too early. And they had Chiefs one, Bucks two, Packers three. Don't know so, why when my squad took care of all of that. So, I mean, I, I don't know. But you want me to tell you why, though? And that, let's not deviate from oh, the show. Sure. I do want to get – Oh, I just want to give you this, this quick thing. I think, in, in all seriousness – I think the reason why the Bucks are not ranked number one is because there's so much uncertainty with their roster right now. They don't know That's who's going to come. They don't, think, they don't know who's going to come back. They don't know. You know, you got a lot of free agents on there. So I think that's why. That's fair. No, that's fair because we got Shaq. Got to resign him. Sue got to resign him. Uh, Chris Godwin got to resign him. So if Godwin had to go, I would let Godwin go. Well, What's him? Is him a Shad Barrett? One of those two are gonna get the franchise. I, I will, you, you gotta let Godwin go. You, you gotta, gotta you keep gotta, Shad Barrett. You gotta keep unless him. unless you. Have I heard the Colts like him. Who? They're trying to reach out. Who? The Colts. Like who? Chris Godwin. Oh yeah, uh, I believe that. I heard the Patriots like him. I heard the Patriots was reaching out. Well, Chris Godwin, if he's a smart man, and I don't know what the numbers are. I would rather go to Colts than the Patriots because at least the Colts at least oh, have yeah. a quarterback. Of course, yeah. of the course. Patriots, you they better off letting one of us play quarterback. At that <laughs> but um, hold on, let me get to some of these comments before I let Daniel before I let you cook on this conversation. Sean Gary said, "Well, Carson Wentz, <laughs> oh boy, me more than anything is confidence. You can have all the confidence in the world, but if you can't throw the ball, that don't mean nothing. I mean, walk James, it to him. James Winston had confidence, yeah. and he was thirty for thirty. Uh, let's see, David cool. Reed. He said the coach think if they bring Carson in with the coach he had for that one good season, he will bring Wentz back to being great. That's David Reese. Um, real quick, David. First and foremost, Carson Wentz was never great. Um, <laughs> let's get that out the door. <laughs> he, he, had, he was he was having an MVP caliber season. Yes, Absolutely. that is true. That's but true. was he great? For eleven nah. weeks. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get that man uh, but anyways daniel man the conversation is who will have more success next season carson Wentz or matthew stafford go i hate to sound biased but be matthew stafford and the only reason why i'm saying that is based off what i've seen in indianapolis and then based off what i've seen with sean McVay with jared goff jared goff was like uh B minus quarterback, C plus, B minus, depending on the day. Yeah, I mean, I, I give Matthew Stafford at least a B. Yeah, I give Matthew Stafford at least a B plus quarterback. He's at times when he did have Megatron and even a little after, he was maybe like an A minus quarterback, but I give him like a B plus. He's not as mobile as I want him to be, but he's about as mobile as Jared Goff and he's a better passer. So for me, it's definitely going to be Matthew Stafford. With the way the offense is designed, also Sean McVay can open up the playbook a little bit more now that he has Matthew Stafford, because he knows Matthew Stafford can make all the throws. Jared Goff can make the throws, but he read the field kind of slow. That was the problem with him; he didn't really read make his reads quick enough. 
No, nah, that, that, I mean, we all pretty much said the same thing as far as Matthew Stafford. We feel like he's the better player between the two. And like you alluded to, Matthew Stafford had, you know, Jim Caldwell and uh, Matt Patricia and was still throwing for 5,000 yards. So imagine what he's going to do when he gets with an offensive guru like Sean McVay. And like you said, who can open up the playbook for him because he can make every single throw. So now, you know, y'all got a quarterback now. So y'all, y'all. You know, y'all might be in the money. And like I told Ralph before you came on here, if y'all had Matthew Stafford then, y'all would have probably won the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because he definitely hey, wouldn't miss Brandon Cooks like, yeah. like golf did. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 Q, are y'all going to draft the quarterback? Y'all need one. <laughs> we, we do need one. Nah, I need a quarterback. Uh, nah, see, you think I'm being funny. No, I'm no, I'm serious because Tom Brady has one, maybe – maybe two years left. So in that time frame, you need to draft a young guy that can come in and learn underneath Tom Brady why you got him there. And so, no, I agree with you, but we can't do a high draft. Like, he he has to be, like, fourth, maybe fifth round. We can't yeah. we can't waste a one through three pick on a quarterback. Because, but, no, but why? Because we need – because, okay, let's – get a receiver or something. But, like I mean, think about, I mean you, fully, you fully loaded defensively. You got weapons offensively. You can, never have too much. you can never have too much now. But I'm just saying, it gives you an opportunity to draft a higher quarterback and develop him, right? But this is the thing. So what if we lose Sue? So we need to replace that, don't we? I mean, don't you think you pick one up as a free agent? It just all depends on who's available. And then, of course, we got Levante David, who's going to be a free agent. No telling if he's going to come back or not. I guess I just look at it like going back to the, you know, like the, the Brett Farr. Aaron Rodgers situation, right? You know, you yeah. draft a guy like that, he got to sit there, you know, three, four years or, yeah. you know, one of those other situations. But regardless of the arrogance between those two individuals, you know, Aaron Rodgers learned from Brett Favre, whether, whether he wants to acknowledge that or not. He learned from Brett Favre. So that's why I just bring that up. No, okay. I'll break it down to you like this. We'll we'll have, what, the 31st out of 32nd pick. If, if the best available player is a quarterback, I wouldn't mind them taking him. But if he's not the best available, then you go ahead and get with, draft what your team needs. Yeah. But um, we talked about this a little bit early before you guys came on, and Ralph, you know, he had a, he had a lot to say about your guy James Harden, Daniel. So I'm gonna replay. To I'm gonna play. I'm gonna replay this clip from earlier. He you balling. know, the rest of the Clippers, the game. I'm gonna play this clip real quick for y'all. Look, look at me. So Daniel, that's your guy. So I'm gonna let you cook last on this. Be legend. Did the refs cause the Clippers the game last night? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> now hold on. Let's be fair. I'm not going to say that they caused, and let me retract this thing. I'm not going to say they caused in the game because that's not necessarily true because the game is four quarters. Okay. And if you watch that game, you know, Brooklyn was cooking all four quarters. All right. right? So I'm not going to say that. What I will say is this. If you paid attention to that game, what you what you tend to notice is that as they continued down, as you got later into the game, Kawhi and Paul George just walked them down. They just walked them down, walked them down, walked them down. Game got tight. In that situation, we could always say, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whatever it is, we could always say, you don't make that call, you know, at that time of the game. You don't make that call. Now, do I think and do majority of the people here think that that was an offensive foul? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But what it showed me 
was this. You know, I had this conversation earlier today. Look, oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn had firepower. <laughs> there you go. Brooklyn has straight firepower. And they're going to have firepower. And they're going to be them three dudes. I know pretty much going to be able to put up 70, 75 points a game. Easy. All right. The problem that they're going to have, regardless of what the situation is, are they going to be able to, you know, because the game's going to slow down eventually, especially when you get to the playoffs. The game's going to slow down. And so when these teams start walking them down, you know, they better keep going at a high clip because effectively they, they, they can't guard nobody. So it's either you gonna either you gonna go out there and all four of y'all gonna all three of y'all gonna score forty apiece, or it's gonna be a potential situation. I think it's I think it's gonna be. I think that right now, yeah, they're gonna blow people out. But when playoffs start, I still think it's a Lakers. I still think it's a Lakers uh, Brooklyn final because I don't think that the only team that can deal with Brooklyn, you know, in the East is Philly, and that's just because they got. Joel and they got Ben. Yep. And that's and, and that's and a Tobias playing really good this yeah. season. <clears throat> and that's and that regardless of what the situation is, they can they got as much firepower as they want. That's gonna be a problem for them. Mm-hmm. You know, unless they can sure up something in the in, in the buy-up market or in the trade market to get somebody that's that can help them, that's gonna be a problem for them. Yeah, and then, you know, and then you look at you know the, you know they look at the Lakers and they say, oh well, you know, Eddie's hurt. You know, they looking oh they looking at. If you watch the Lakers, man, the Lakers just coast through all the games that they play until like the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden they'll go. Now they don't mean they're gonna win, you know, but they just go and then they turn it on and they just walk you down. They just analyze this team. And do I think Brooklyn's gonna beat LA again? Yeah, I do. I think they're gonna beat them when they go to Brooklyn. Absolutely, that show is. I think they will, but when it comes to when it comes to them seven games, nah, ain't gonna happen. You say the interesting comment. He says you can scheme Simmons out of a series offensively. They're not keeping up with Brooklyn for seven. What you say to that, B? They're not. It's gonna be tough, man. Because them boys, them boys can put them. Them boys are scoring machines. Again, but the problem is they have nobody to match up against Embiid. Embiid has to dominate that series. He Absolutely. has to. Absolutely. If that dude goes out and drops 40 a game, they're going to have a problem. Yeah. But again, but again, KD and them boys put up numbers. So it, it, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, <laughs> but, uh, but I always, and I'm going to end on this. And I said this when the trade first happened. I still believe this. Kyrie is the wild card because right now they are playing phenomenal. But KD come back. Come on, man. That's a lot of balls out there, man. It is, man. That's a lot (laughs) of balls. James Harden is playing phenomenal. He's playing within himself. You know, he's distributing the ball. He's getting triple doubles. He's getting double doubles. He's getting double digit, you know, double double digits assist. I mean, he's doing what he's got to do. So he ain't got no problem passing the ball. Kyrie is Kyrie. And Kyrie, he didn't like, and they made this point. I was watching, what was I watching? Uh, uh, not first take. I was watching uh, Undisputed. Undisputed. And they made this point. Chris Bouchard made this point, which is uh, Kyrie had an issue with being second fiddle to LeBron. Well, on this team, who's the number one dog? 
KD. KD. Who's the number two though? James Harden. So that makes him number three. Yep. What's gonna hurt him is gonna be in a playoffs games. That's what's gonna hurt him. Who's but gonna shoot the ball in the see, crucial moments? Who's gonna shoot it? But see, to be fair though, although Kyrie is is third offensively, I still feel like he's second though. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. maybe they allow him to be second, but no. I, I don't think it's, it's they allow him. I think James Harden is like, okay, I can get mass when I get mass. Let's let's yep. let Kyrie do what Kyrie do, and then I can get mass when I get mass because True. let let's let's keep it all the way a buck. James Harden is one of the most offensively gifted players we've ever seen, and True. really nobody can really quote unquote stop him, right? True. So, James Harden can get his points, whether it be from the three and most notably the free throw line. So James Harden get you 15 just at the free throw line by itself. Sure. And then you know, he can chip in, you know, 20 points. So I don't I don't think James Harden is really worried about scoring. So it's I feel like it's KD, James Harden, and Kyrie, but offensively is KD, Kyrie, and then James Harden. But anyways, Daniel, um, did the refs cost the Clippers the game last night? My, I'm gonna be B legendist on my take this time because it's going. <laughs> I got a lot to say. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> uh, now I don't. I mean, you don't make that call because, and this is the reason why. To me, you could call a foul on James Harden. Would he be shooting? No, it would have been an out of bounds play. They would have inbounded right. the ball. But right. at the same time, it was an offensive on Kawhi Leonard. So for me, no call because I just think. Basketball is a contact sport anyway. If he's not grabbing them, he put his arm out. They both put their arms out, but they not, they didn't push off. They didn't <laughs> impede progress. So I, I think it's a no call. Yeah. Uh, the thing but is, that's shooting, but that's the shooting foul, though, Daniel. That's the shooting foul because he was in the act of shooting. So he, he wasn't was shooting yet. Play. He wasn't he was shooting. He's in the act of. He's driving to he the shooting yet. Oh. They would have caught that on the floor, similar to mm-hmm. what they did with uh, Paul George, but uh. Because Paul George had a call just like that, and they said he wasn't shooting. But that's neither here nor there. My thing is, Kyrie Irving and James got to figure each other out while KD was out. What a scary thing for Brooklyn, because now they can win against the top teams without Kevin Durant. You can plug Kevin Durant in with any team, similar to the Warriors. They were already good, they could win. And then you plug Kevin Durant in. He can fit in anywhere because he's not ball dominant. And he can score everywhere on the floor. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. something that's scary for the rest of the league. Because when you add 28 points a game into what they did, you also got to remember last night, Joe Harris struggled. They, they, they were they were up by 18 mm-hmm. points, and Joe Harris didn't even good, and KD didn't play. So that's why I would not worry about these close games, and that's why I wouldn't worry about the defense because I think James Harden kind of gets Kyrie. Like you said, similar to what you said, like he can get 25 whenever. He can score. I mean, you see, he had 16 points in the first eight minutes. And then he could just defer to Kyrie Irving and just get everybody else involved, and then he can chip in another 10 points in the last quarter. So I, I think that another thing that I saw, because people always get mad when I compare James Harden to LeBron before the rings. Because I say LeBron is athletic, but I say as far as all-around game, James Harden is, reminds me of LeBron as far as everything that he can do. He's just a little smaller. So they brought up a stat yesterday. LeBron has 78, and LeBron's been in the league longer. We know that. LeBron has 78, 35-point double-double. James Harden already has 77. 
this is his first time being in a situation where he's on a super team. So like I told the Grandsbury, we'll see what happens. But I still compare what he does. I mean, he's a better scorer, of course, but I still compare what he does all around to uh, to LeBron. And as far as the Sixers go, like Drew said, you can phase Ben Simmons out of a game, which you can because he won't shoot. He has been shooting a little bit of threes, but he can't shoot. So my point is, yeah, similar to last last year in the playoffs, MB can average 35 and but then when you face Ben Simmons out of the game plan, who who else do you rely on? Seth Curry? Because that's what you're gonna have to rely on. You believe in <laughs> Seth Curry and MB. Beat. Tobias. Tobias. That just doesn't even I forgot about Tobias. I'm thinking Seth Curry because he's shooting 50% from three and he was averaging about 18 points. Good. Tobias, he don't show up in the playoffs to me, no matter what team he plays for. So that's why I forget about him. All right. Well, I know I know Chuck, you got a jet, man. I appreciate yeah. you giving us a little bit of your time because I know you're a businessman. I know you're a businessman, you know. So appreciate you stopping by, even though you still on some old A Rod Pat Mahomes BS. <laughs> hey, hey, my, hey, hey, my guys are going. Hey, my sons are always going to be number one with me. No matter. Yeah. Hey, 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 Wall Street over there, man. Hey, they can lose. Hey, they can lose every game. I'm still going to say they're going to win every game. Kind of sound like you, Q. Man, we're not doing this today. We ain't doing this today. It's a good Monday. I have to celebrate MJ. You know what I'm saying? Y'all still take it. Y'all won't let me live, bro. Y'all won't let me nah, live. No, I mean, that, that's it. Hold on. Let me take a picture. That means a lot, picture. That means a lot. Hold on. Hold on. Let me take a picture. Hey, Charles, I, I felt like you last night, Charles. <laughs> hey, I was, I got, I, I was watching uh, all my... All my son, I said I felt like you last night. I turned the game on. I was watching all my sons play at the same time. Paul George, <laughs> Kyrie Irving, Jordan, they all was killing. I said, "Damn, I'm hey, hey, all today." Hey, hey, D, guess what? I respect that. I respect that. It makes sense to me. Them, them your guys. You ain't got no team. Them, you just root for your guys. I that, just like you. You root for LeBron. Whatever LeBron showing off today. Yeah, he is. I don't know. I don't know. I thought he was playing some. Yeah. Nah, bro. I ain't lose no bet. This is just me giving my nod to the legend, man. That that's all. Michael Jordan. Just call call him a goat. Do us right. Call him a goat. He said, do us right. So (laughs) B, we appreciate you coming back. (laughs) Well, I'll talk to y'all, Oh man, y'all, y'all wilding, man. I, I can't do nothing right. But anyways, let's switch it back to a little bit of NFL action. JJ Watt just got released. Well, not just got released, but he got released from the Houston, Texas last week, which made news all around the NFL community. So the question remains: where should JJ Watt sign? I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off because y'all already know what I'm gonna say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like Shug Knight. Hey, you want to win? Come to Tampa Bay. We got a we got a spot for you right now. Don't even worry about it. So for me, that's just my biased opinion. Where should JJ Watt go? I think he should go to Tampa Bay. But unbiased opinion, I can see him going to the Packers or Pittsburgh Steelers uh, if it's not Tampa Bay. But Daniel, where you think he should sign? The obvious would be playing with his brother in Pittsburgh. I wouldn't mind having him in L.A., but honestly, if I had to choose between a better wide receiver, like a number one, like Kenny Galladay or Chris Godwin, I'd pick that. (laughs) So for me, 
depends on what his goals are. Do you want to play with your brother? Or do you want to win a ring? If I want to win a ring, yeah. I'm gonna go sign with the Chiefs, the Bucks. I mean, the Rams. What they have them on that not early prediction list, like fourth, right? Yeah. But the problem is, we're trying to save money. We ain't trying to spend money unless it's on somebody on offense, probably. <clears> so <throat> I think he should probably go. I would go to the Chiefs, honestly. That's where I would go. Y'all I mean, got Chief, Sue. Got y'all got B-Bay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we kind of in the same same boat, though. Uh, like I was telling B earlier, you know, we got Levante David, whose contract is up, Sue's contract up, and Shaq Barry's contract up. Now, out of those three, I don't think all of them are coming back. One of them is leaving. I don't know which one, but I know one of them is leaving, uh, which I can't blame him. You know, Levante David, I think he'll come back just because he spent his whole career there. I feel like he'll, he'll take a team discount, come back. Uh, Shaq Barrett. He was an undrafted rookie. He he got he was on a franchise franchise tag last season. He's trying to get his money. Sue is the wild card. So Sue yeah. is like, well, I got my ring. I'm still I'm still quote unquote young enough to get a substantial payday. So let me go get this last money grab real quick. So I, I, so that's why I think JJ Walker coming to play for us. But uh, Ralph, man, what do you think JJ Washington sign? I mean, I think at this point in his career, I mean, he doesn't have much left in the bag. So it has to be a a playoff Super Bowl contender. So I think y'all said the teams, the Rams, the Buccaneers, I wouldn't mind seeing them in Seattle. Yeah. Um, so, I, I I mean, it was, it's nice to play with your brother, but I don't want to see him go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is going nowhere fast. Um, so I don't want to see him go to Pittsburgh. So it has to be a playoff team. So I would say Bucks, Chiefs, Rams, Seattle. But Daniel, let me ask you this real quick, man. Do you, do you think if he goes to a contender and they already have an edge, do you think JJ would be okay with being a situational pass rusher, or do you think he wants to start? I honestly think he could do the Terrell Suggs and be situational, or like Jason mm-hmm. Taylor. But I honestly think you could probably move him to a D tackle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I honestly think you could. He's a big guy. I like a speed. He's more of like a power rusher, similar to Aaron Donald. Uh, but honestly, I saw somebody mention the Chiefs. I mean, not the Chiefs, but the Packers. Uh, the Packers could get him, but if the Packers get him, they probably won't be able to pay uh, Jair Alexander. So they probably won't make that move. But uh, the Chiefs may because – Chiefs really can't get consistent pressure without blitzing. He would help them be able to get pressure with just a four down line. So, yeah, no, that that does make sense. Um, who is this? David Reese said, Coach, they need a pass rusher off the edge. He would fit in good in that defense. Plus, we have the cap space to pay him. You know, coach, coach wouldn't be a bad spot for him. But I just don't have faith in the coach. That's why I didn't say the coach. They got, but I mean, it, 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 it makes sense, uh-huh. but I just don't see a coach. The coach are cheap. As a, it's not even that D. I just don't see them as a title contender. Exactly. Like, That's what I said. He's not. He's wasting his time. Wasting so, his time. So, so then, like like Daniel said earlier, it, it becomes okay. Do I want to win? Do I want to get money? Or do I want to play with my brother? What do I want to do? I, I, I've quote unquote wasted all of my prime years in Houston going nowhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. He got his money, so I think I'm his pocket. But he got his money, so it's not like he you know he's hurting so yeah. to speak. So it's like, okay, do I want to try to ring chase at this point? I think he should, but you know, Absolutely. you never know what's in a man's heart. But it, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, Ralph's favorite player, Draymond Green, 
made some controversial statements over the past week saying the NBA has a double standard in how they handle the trading of players, most notably Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Um, they had the players set out and not dressed for, I think, the past two weeks or at least a week while they try to find a trade partner for the respective players. And Draymond Green said, but when the players come out and voice for a trade, everybody has a problem with that. So, Ralph, I'll let you cook on this first, man. What was your thoughts about Draymond Green's comments about double standard in, in the NBA? Um, I think it's one of them situations where it goes both ways. I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. And I feel like the it is a double standard. I mean, the owners are able to do whatever they want. They can trade you whenever they want. You, we've heard stories of players being <clears throat> sitting on the bench and hearing that they're being traded or players being out for lunch and hearing that they're being traded without, you know what I'm saying, being communicated with. So there definitely is a double standard. Um, but you have to look at it as also in a business sense that these players are assets. Do they want Blake Griffin to get hurt? Do they want Andre Drummond to get hurt and not be tradable? They don't. And that's partly why they're going to sit them out and keep them as high as value. And then once they get traded, whatever happens, happens. So, I look at it, it's a business. That's the way that it's going to be, and that's just how it is. But it definitely is a double standard. But, see, I, and I feel the same way But before I let Daniel Cook on this, but this is this is what the part that nobody has thought about. So they set, they set the two players out while they try to work out a trade, but what if they can never find a trade partner? Then what? What have you done? Then you got to buy them out or or what? So let's say I think the, the NBA trade deadline is March 6th or something like that. So if they can't find a trade partner within between now and the trade deadline, then what? You've done all that for what? Because now you kept now you got to keep them or you've got to buy them out. So I mean, why not go ahead, Ralph? I mean, it's I'm just gonna say it's their loss at the end. I mean, if they're not able to trade the player, but at the same time, they're keeping that trade asset as valuable as possible until something does happen and obviously the pistons aren't going anywhere <laughs> so i mean blake griffin's not really losing i mean he's not doing them but getting rest so i mean the cavaliers aren't going anywhere andre drum is not doing anything but chilling getting rest so who's really losing the situation except the owners and the cavaliers of the detroit pistons so to me it's stupid because yeah. daniel if i know you got to get rid of them why the hell am i gonna offer you a lot for them i know you gotta get rid of them i know you don't <laughs> want them that's so, the issue now so why should I give you the house for a guy that I know you don't even want? So now he's just sitting there because a lot of teams are like, bro, I'm not giving you a lot for this guy. You don't even want him your damn self. Like, why am I going to give you a lot for him? Like, this is not the Blake Griffin of five years ago, man. Yeah, it's like it, it makes no sense. So you either take these second rounders and these couple of role players are going back today, or you just going to have to release them and you're going to have to take it L. But anyways, uh, Daniel, what's your thoughts on Draymond Green's comments? I mean, like you said, he's 100% right. It is a double standard. I think that the reason it is a double standard is because the players are more in the media and the limelight. You don't really see a lot of interviews. I mean, every now and then you might see a GM or, you know what I'm saying, an owner get interviewed, which is, but it's rare. Not at a team, if you see a, a owner get interviewed, it's usually Mark Cuban. And he's been yeah. chill for the last six years or so. So, I yeah. mean, that's part of the reason why it's a double standard, but. I was looking at a lot of comments when the news broke and people were talking about people need to understand the uh, owner or the, you know what I'm saying, the way the business works. You're a worker and they're the owner. But I'm like, when businesses go, when, when employees go on strike, the owners and the GMs and the managers don't just come and pick up production. 
that hurts the business. <laughs> so you should treat right. players like they're important instead of just acting like they're nobody. Because like he mentioned, James Harden got ridiculed. Don't get me wrong. James Harden showed up out of shape. But, I mean, if he, he, he knows his body. If he, if, he, if he can show up 20 pounds overweight or 25, however many, and still drop 37 and 17, then, I mean, because, I mean, like he said, you can make all this trade. You can play all these players that ain't even superstar caliber players and only win 20 games, and you don't have to get interviewed for this and wondering why you made all these pointless moves. So, I mean, I agree with him. As far as the Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond thing, I don't think – I think that they're still serviceable players. I just think their their contract is just so much money and the teams yeah, they true. play for are so terrible that it's, it's not worth wasting the money on them. Like somebody true. like the Lakers or somebody, they would be good. It's just I'm not going to play Blake Griffin 30, $35 million a year to only win 30 games. <laughs> you know what I mean? That just don't make sense. No, oh. right there with y'all. And, and David Reese, he says they are sitting here collecting a check, just waiting to see what happens. So it's more the owner's loss at the end. So and that, and that's what I was saying. Like to me, I don't know. I, I ain't no billionaire. I ain't even millionaire. I ain't a thousandaire. I ain't even a hundredaire. But to me, it just doesn't make financial sense for me to sit a guy down that I got to trade and they know I don't want him. So why are they going to give me a lot for him? Like it just doesn't make sense to me. And then, like you, you brought up the hard point. At least Harden played, so he even though he was out of shape, he was like, "Hold on, bro, but I can still get these buckets, though." Like, don't don't Thanks. get it twisted. So Thanks. if and I, I get it, there's an injury factor that plays into it. But if Andre Drummond is still out there and he's leading the league in rebounds, a team is gonna look at that and be like, "Damn, we we really do need that. We we really do need that." And he might, and if I'm the Cavs, I'm playing cat and mouse. So now I'm gonna start playing him a little bit more to make it seem like we need him now. So now you're going to have to come up at your pocket because we might actually keep him now. I don't, I don't know. So now you got to prove to me that you need him because I'm showing you I need him right now. So I feel like, like Andrew said, they drove down their own value by keeping these guys on the bench. But like Daniel said, Blake Griffin is, is making $33 million and averaging 12 and 5. Bro, I'm not giving you nothing for that. <laughs> That's why I, said. I don't even think Blake got it anymore. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not giving you – I'm not trading all of my young assets – and some draft picks for a over the edge, well, over the hill Blake Griffin's averaging 12 and 5. Come on, bro. Right. Drummond's okay. never been that guy, so. Oh, okay. And Andrew says Brooklyn's just waiting for them yeah. to release one of them. Hey, Andrew, to be fair, all the contenders are waiting for them to get released. That's why absolutely. they ain't getting trade partners. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why the, the Clippers ain't giving up nothing. That's why, you know, the Lakers aren't giving up nothing. The Nets really don't have much to give up, but they're just sitting back waiting. 76ers ain't giving up nothing. The Celtics ain't giving up nothing because I know you're just going to have to release them at the end of the day anyway, so I'll just wait and take my chances and then, you know, yeah. pick up the chips as, as they fall. Uh, what do you say – David said, yeah, but who's to say they trade the player from sitting the first game and they get hurt? That's true, too, that they trade them and they get hurt. Uh, and you said Blake going to get traded for a 20-40 second round pick. That sounds about right. You see, Philly trying to play hardball. We're talking about we want two first-round picks for Carson Wentz. And do y'all see what the Colts gave them for yeah. Carson Wentz? A little bit of yeah. nothing. A little and, bit and, of nothing. If Wentz don't win, like those, 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 those trades are go, get uh, worse and worse. Like the dream pad you goes down, yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Daniel. I was saying, just like I told Drew, the thing that hurt Carson Wentz, too, was that not only was his play poor, but 
his own teammates was bashing him, so it made him seem like he wasn't that good in the locker room. So then teams are not I'm not giving up no first rounds for some. I mean, it was basically saying they were basically saying he was a bitch. So it's just like, yeah, like even with the whole, you know, even with the hurts thing, it's like, oh, now I got a guy that can compete with me. Let me just get out of here instead of compete. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you compete yeah. and you lose a job, ask for a trade. But you don't even want to compete. You just want to get out of there. Like, and yeah, so I, I just think you. teams weren't willing to give up more than a second or third round pick for them. Right. As, as they should. I was going to say, and then, like you said, Daniel, I, I, I know y'all really don't want them. So why am I going to give y'all these first round picks? Like, I, that, that just blows this my mind. This is as good as it goes like it's it's one thing to trade a player because he wants out, or you trade a player because you're trying to rebuild. That's one thing. But if you're trying to trade a guy because I know you just don't want him, like come on, bro. Like you better take this bologna sandwich and fago pop and get on the fat here. Get on the fat here, man. And you said it came out that Wentz didn't want to go to Chicago, so they backed off everybody, and their mama knew he wanted to be in Indy with Frank. Good riddance. And see, he said right, they knew they had to move on from him. And hey, we, I would take a few grippos and two honey buns for wins. <laughs> that's about right, man. That's why, that's why Chicago never made a real deal. Because Absolutely. Was like, Chicago if he don't awesome. want to come here, why would I give up? Why would I trade one of my quarterbacks that I got and two first-round picks for somebody that don't even want to come here? Absolutely. Then I got to deal with him moping in the locker room and all this other bull. <laughs> and yeah. he's not that good. <laughs> come so, on. True. He's not yeah. that good. Deshaun Watson, hey. I'm opening up the locker. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. You want. Whoever Russell you want. Track. You know what they said about Russell Wilson today? They said the asking because I mean I guess they're like he is Russell Wilson is unhappy. They can't guarantee they can protect him. So yes. they said they just threw a, a metaphorical, you know what I'm saying, uh price out there and they said they feel like he's at least worth three first round picks. That's what I, I just I, I saw that today. So I don't know if they would get three first rounds for him, but he's definitely they two. They could probably get two. Just, oh, for sure, easy. easy. Yeah, because didn't didn't um didn't Stafford just get go for two first rounds? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, if Stafford goes for two first <laughs> rounds, Deshaun Watts is definitely going for three. <laughs> that's why Wentz thought I mean, that was worth two stuff. first rounds. You that's what they thought for Wentz. Yeah, yeah, they thought that. Matthew Stafford. Get out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, so if Matthew Stafford's going for three, two first rounds, Russell Wilson is going for three, and Deshaun Watts is going for four just because he's younger. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's because, true. Uh man, then let's uh, see how oh, you said. Tell him who told you Russell was unhappy two months before it came out to Daniel. Don't front me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I saw one of them guys, one of them guys on Twitter. <laughs> one of them guys on Twitter. <laughs> oh man. So quick quick hitters before we end the show. Uh Dame Lillard, most people have him third in the MVP voting right now, but he got snubbed as an all-star starter. In the All Star Game, they will announce the rest of the reserves, which I'm sure he'll make the reserves tomorrow. Announce <laughs> the squad. So, two part question, guys. One, what is your thoughts on Dame Lillard being snubbed? And two, does the voting process for the starters need to change? Ralph, go ahead. I feel like Dame gets snubbed all the time when it comes to <clears throat> being one of the most underrated point guards or players, period, in the league, man. Um, I definitely think he should be a starter. You look at what well, I think Portland's what fourth in the West right now without CJ, without Nurkic. 
Let me go look real quick while you they talk. Are, they're, like, they're like they're like fourth or fifth. So I mean, look at Dame's roster. He does not have much, man. I mean, you would go from him. Who's the who's the two guard? Who's the three? I mean, he got Melo, but Melo's coming off the bench. So I mean, he doesn't have much that he's working with, and he still has Portland top in the West. But um, as far as the right now, yeah. So oh no, Dame deserves way more respect than he gets, but. Uh, as far as the all-star voting, the process, I mean, something has to change. I feel like every year we're having the same conversation about somebody that's killing it, but for some reason they get snubbed off the list if it's, I mean, because of like popularity or whatever the issue may be. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the change would be, but something has to change. Um, Real, real quick, to me, First of all, he shouldn't have been. I know Luca came out and said that he he might give his starting spot to to Dame, which is dope. He should do that, but That's because not the, the same, Mavs, though. It's, it's definitely not the same. But the Mavs are sitting in tenth right now versus the Trailblazers. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and and I get it. Like the All Star game is for the fans, so they should have some say so in who is the starter. Very because little. Very little. These are the ten guys that they want to see the most. But like you said, Ralph, it shouldn't have that much impact. And who starts? It, it should play a factor, but it not it shouldn't be the final nail in the coffin of okay, the fans want it. You know, they they voted five million to 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 Dane's three million, so we're gonna go with Luke. Like it, it shouldn't be the end all be all for for the all star votes for the fans. Like I get it, it's for the fans, but at the same time, it's got to be some kind of realistic voting process to it as, as well. And Andrew said, hold on, he said, Luca got the international vote. Like, yeah, that's a great point, yep, too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great absolutely. point. Uh, let's see here. Who is this down here? He said, I think, oh, hold on, pull it back up. He said, I think voting should be for who gets in and coaches or captains should pick the starters. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's something to be, you know, you know I, I like that idea. I'm going to run that by Adam Silver. But anyways, Daniel, <laughs> man, what's your thoughts on Dane being snubbed and – how can we change this raggedy voting process? I mean, things bottom, like you said, and Luca even said he's playing he's played better than me to this point. Uh, it's just only so many spots. It's not like you can start. I mean, you can have eight guys all averaging 27 plus, but I can only start three of them. You know what I mean? Like, then yeah. I still got to have a power forward in the center. So, and then you got to factor in the fans. I mean, some people are fans, like people that played sports, actually know basketball a little bit, you know. Then you got fans that just – so. I mean, now everybody's got a smartphone. I could be a 12-year-old and I watch Luka Doncic play and I just go on there real quick and vote for Luka Doncic. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's nothing – I mean, a, a vote is a vote. I mean, you can't really – you don't know who's voting. It's just like when you go vote for the president. You don't know who I was voting. You can um, somebody can't even read me three sentences, but he can go vote. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I don't think they can. I, I don't think they can fix it. I just don't think they can fix it because yeah. the All Star Game is for the fans. It's the number one NBA fan interaction. Dame uh, yeah. got, snubbed. but then again, I mean, my guy. I'm glad he didn't get snubbed this year. But my guy averaged 29 points last year. And he Bradley Bill. He didn't even make I'm the team. So I mean, absolutely. At least, at least Dane, at least Dane got he's gonna be in. He's gonna be a reserve at least. 
And that's crazy that Bradley Bill had to average 40 points a game to get in the All-Star game, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, like, for real. Andrew said a good point. Just lessen the percentage of fan vote counts and let the players and coaches have more say. I think they should do it like 45 players, 45 coaches, 10% fans, and, and there it is. That's how you get it because it's, it's just absurd. Like you said, Bradley Bill didn't make the All-Star game, period, last year and was averaging, what, 29, I think? You said yeah. 29 right there. Yeah. Yeah, 29 it didn't make the all-star game. But man, Devin but. Booker made it averaging 27 in the West. So, I mean. It's just like popularity. I don't man. know. It, it, it is. Man, the NBA, we got fixes. But anyways, everybody, we appreciate y'all tuning in for another great show, Beyond the Game. Uh, you can always catch previous episodes on the YouTube channel, KY Beyond the Game. If you can't sit down and watch on YouTube, you can always listen to it on all major podcast streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Store, and a host of others. Uh, Dan, you want to say something before we get on the bat here, man? Oh, I mean, my, my Duke Blue Devils is playing right now. We got a big win versus Virginia. So, you know, hey, that was Blue, tough I game, can't man. believe y'all got beat by 50, man. That's crazy. Shout out, I Kobe. Can't. Shout out yeah, to Kobe, man. Rest in peace, man. <laughs> I can't. Uh, uh, man, you, man, that was a beautiful win this weekend. But, I, I mean, it was cool. I mean, Louisville was crap anyway, so, I mean, it is what it is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you got something you want to say before we get about here. Oh, man, shoot. Uh, just keep watching, man. We moving up in the world. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, for, for, for those who are tuned in, Beyond the Game, when they'll double as – you know, like I said in the promo, it, a radio show, podcast, and then it will be a TV show. Uh, air dates to be determined. I'm waiting to see what dates that we will start airing, but it will most more than likely be on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday mornings. Uh, if you're in select cities like New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Nashville, Louisville, Columbus, you'll be able to check us out on local TV. Talking to Roku, you could just you know hit that thing and be like, okay, it's my guys right there, and check us out. Talking to yeah, no, you know, 800 homes, 86 million subscribers on, uh, you know, Fire Stick and Roku. So, you know, a little bit of nothing, a little razzle-dazzle, you know. Small talk. Yeah, Small you know, talk. When, you, when you put your Undisputed on and your first tech on, you know, yeah. put the pip on your TV and go ahead and throw on, throw on Beyond the Gang with them. Yeah. Man, talk and talk. But, yeah, we appreciate everybody who has supported us so far, sure. man. Guys like Andrew, William, Andrew, man. Sure. Look, before we get out of Andrew, stop tagging me and shit, all right? We've done it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my guy. Well, we get ready to get on up out of here. Everybody, thank you for the love and support. Want you to treat somebody how you want somebody to treat your mama. We out of here, y'all. Peace. All right.